This morning in our Bibles, we are going to be in the book of Proverbs. We're in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter number 31, Proverbs chapter number 31. What other text could you use this morning in dealing with the worth of mothers than Proverbs chapter number 31? We're going to read one verse in Proverbs chapter number 31 as our text, and I will let you know that we're going to look at pretty much uh, from verse number 10 down through the end of Proverbs 31 in the message, but Proverbs 31 verse number 10 is going to serve as our text. So in Proverbs 31 and verse 10, the Bible reads, Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The title of the message this morning is, A Mother's Worth. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day that is the first day of the week that we can come in and worship you, get away from our secular jobs, our household duties and worldly pleasures in the sense of things that are not related to our direct service to you. Lord, we put those things aside. We come into your house today. We want to serve you and honor you. We look forward to hearing from you. And Lord, today is a day in our country where we do recognize mothers. We pay honor and respect to mothers. And so it's fitting today, Lord, that we talk on this topic and we look into your word about the worth of mothers. And Lord, we thank you so much that you've given us instruction from your word that we can search the scriptures and find what you have to say about how valuable mothers are. Lord, I pray today that we would be thankful, that we would honor, respect, and revere mothers. And Lord, that we would be careful not to mistreat them, but that we would give you honor and glory by treating them the way that you want us to treat them. That we would recognize their contributions and understand the importance in the part that they play in homes, in churches, and in our nation. Lord, we thank you for who you are and what you've done. We look forward to you speaking to us today. Lord, help us to rightly understand the value of mothers. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. A mother's worth. Again, we say, Happy Mother's Day. Today is that day that our country sets aside to honor mothers. Uh, as I've done in, in the past few years, I'm going to forego going through the history of how we got to this particular day. Just suffice it to say that it is a day that our country sets aside to honor mothers. I will also say, and I don't intend to go into this in the message, but I will say that the timing is rather ironic, given all that has transpired this last week with the abortion debate in our country. So here we are today, honoring mothers. Today and every day, we should, and I hope that we do, honor mothers. And we do honor a mother's work. Now, on this day, it is fit, it is proper, to devote our Scripture time to that which concerns mothers. And our text is a very, very well-known passage of Scripture. It is a passage that deals with the virtuous woman. Now this passage of scripture is particularly known for its emphasis on the virtuous wife. And yet I say today 
that what can be said of her virtue as a wife is also true of a woman's virtue as a mother. In other words, we don't need to just read these verses in Proverbs 31, verses 10 through 31, as they pertain to a woman and her virtue as a wife, but that we should read them as it pertains to a woman's virtue as a mother. And I say to you that you can't read and you can't study this passage of Scripture without realizing a mother's worth. Now, with that said, this passage for mothers should serve as comfort to you as you look at your life's past as a mother. It should also serve as a challenge to you as you move forward in your role as a mother. And for men, husbands, fathers, it is instructive to us. Now, of course, those that are here this morning, men, we're, we're married, but for those that might perhaps be listening on sermon audio, uh, this passage serves as instruction for what a man should look for in a mate. And of course, men usually look for the outward appearance. And this passage has much to say about being deceived by the outward appearance. It's, it's instructive as to what men should look for in a mate. But it is also instructive for those that are married and have children as to how we should be thankful to the Lord. How we should follow the counsel given here in Proverbs 31 that we should praise our godly mothers and our wives that serve as godly mothers. We should be thankful for them and we should let them and everyone else know how thankful we are. Now this question obviously should come to mind. We read verse 31. Who can find a virtuous woman, or might I say a virtuous mother? For her prize, the virtuous mother's prize, is far above rubies. So the question should come to our mind, what makes this woman, what makes this mother so valuable? And that's what we want to spend our time discussing this morning. Our text, and again I've mentioned, we read verse number 10, but we're going to cover all the way down through probably the end of the chapter. Our text discloses three expressions, three expressions of a mother's worth. There is this first expression, it's found in verse number 10, she is exceedingly valuable. She is exceedingly valuable. And then, beginning in verse number 11, down through really the majority of the rest of the chapter, we see this second expression of a mother's worth. She exhibits and is engaged in virtuous character and conduct. Now, I realize that's a little lengthy, but we got to go with what the Scriptures reveal, and that fits what the Scriptures reveal. She exhibits and is engaged in virtuous character and conduct. And then this third expression of a mother's worth in Proverbs 31, she is esteemed as valuable and virtuous. She is esteemed as such. So we make our journey into Proverbs 31 this morning 
considering a mother's worth, and we start first of all by looking at the first of three expressions that our text discloses uh, relating to a mother's worth, and that is that she is exceedingly valuable. She is exceedingly valuable. Now notice, let's read verse 10 again. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. Now what Solomon, and of course I think that we all understand that Solomon wrote the book of Proverbs, Solomon is literally saying here that what he is describing in Proverbs 31 verses 10 through 31, this is a rare woman. This is a rare woman who is of unparalleled value. A rare woman who is of unparalleled value. Now, when I say rare, you understand I'm talking comparatively speaking. I mean, if we were to take all of the people in the in the in the world today, what is it? Six billion? Is that the figure that that's usually put on the population somewhere around there? Um, if there were, if that's the figure, how many virtuous mothers could we find? She's rare. She's rare, and so we see she is exceedingly valuable. Now she is exceedingly valuable uh, here, as we see this first expression disclosed by our text regarding a mother's walk. She is exceedingly valuable. And we see that, first of all, her value is based on her virtue. Her value is based on her virtue. Notice verse number 10. Uh, we read this multiple times now. The Bible reads, Who can find a virtuous woman? Now, if I were to ask you what the meaning of the word virtue is, or virtuous, you would probably all give me an answer that would relate around the same type of uh, discussion. Well, it probably refers to her her chastity, uh, her chastity, and it refers to her moral excellence, it refers to her moral character, and you wouldn't be wrong in saying that, but that's not what this word means, and I don't think that that definition carries the full import of what Solomon is trying to communicate. The word virtuous in the Hebrew, the Hebrew word that is translated virtuous in our English Bible, appears in over 220 verses in the Old Testament. It literally means strength, might, or force. In fact, in the Old Testament, it is translated in numerous ways. It is translated with the English word valor, the English word valiant, might, strong, and how about this word, army or armies. And so, as you begin to see what this word means, it doesn't just mean that she is morally pure. It carries the connotation of strength and courage and valor. The New Testament word virtue, and remember there were different occasions when this was used, and one time when the woman touches the the hem of Jesus' garment, and the Bible says that Jesus, Jesus sensed that his virtue was gone out of him doesn't mean that his moral excellence or his moral purity had gone out of him. The Greek word for virtue, it's virtue in our English Bibles, the Greek word is dunamis. And we've talked about this before. What English word do we get from dunamis? In the words of J.J. Walker, dynamite. Right? That's a, nobody will get that except us older folks. Uh, was that good times? That, yeah, yeah, good times. All right, so uh, I digress. Dynamite is the word that we, the English word that we get from the Greek word dunamis, and that word literally means power or might. Now, it's true that the usage of the word virtue or virtuous does include moral excellence or purity. So, here we get to what I believe Solomon is really talking about when he says a virtuous woman is hard to find. 
he seems to re- be referring now get this this is Kimberlin's definition calling on various resources he seems to be referring to a woman of endless energy of endless energy and of a strong mind and body endless energy of a strong mind and body who lives a morally pure and excellent life it isn't just her moral purity folks when you read the bible and you think about a woman in scripture and you you begin to view the woman somehow portrayed as lesser than the man and somehow as though the man rules over her you have missed the mark as to what the bible says now we're not talking about order in the home we're not talking about what the bible has to say about roles that we play we're talking about the woman who is described as a virtuous woman or a virtuous mother. She is a woman of endless energy, of a strong mind and body, who lives a morally pure and excellent life. That's a virtuous woman. And I say to you, that's a virtuous mom. So we see that she is exceedingly valuable. Her value is based on her virtue. Her value, secondly, is far above rubies. Look at the second part of verse number 10. For her price is far above rubies. That's why I say that the first expression is that she is exceedingly valuable. She's not just valuable. She is exceedingly valuable. Now the oriental ruby was a gem that was comparable to a diamond. If I were to say to Darlene, uh, I'm going to go out and buy you a new, and we do this every number of years, you know, we upgrade her wedding ring, okay? And I'm going to go out and buy you a new wedding ring, and I come home with a ruby. Well, ladies, you don't expect a ruby for your wedding ring, do you? What do you expect? You expect a diamond. Well, guess what? In biblical days and in oriental times, the ruby was comparable to the diamond. In fact, a ruby above a certain size was more valuable than a diamond of the same weight. And so you now begin to see why Solomon says that her price is far above rubies. Do you know that gold is represented in Scripture as the most precious and valuable metal? And yet, rubies are put in the same category as gold. Listen to this in Proverbs 20, verse 15. There is gold and a multitude of rubies, but the lips of knowledge are a precious jewel. Wisdom is the principal thing. And we are to, in fact, Proverbs is the book of wisdom. And we are told multiple times that wisdom is the principal thing and that we are to make obtaining wisdom in our lives a priority. And rubies are compared to wisdom for their value. In Job 28, verse number 18, the Bible reads, No mention shall be made of coral or of pearls, for the price of wisdom is above rubies. Then turn with me in your Bibles, if you're in Proverbs uh, chapter number 31, go all the way back to Proverbs chapter number 3. And notice Proverbs chapter number 3, verses 13 through 15. Proverbs chapter number 3, verses 13 through 15. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof of fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Do you see where rubies are listed? In line and compared with all of the most precious metals. And so you begin to see that the woman's value, 
the virtuous woman's value, the virtuous mother's value, is far above that which was considered the most precious jewel of its time. Adam Clark commented on this thought and he said, there's no quantity of precious stones that can be equal to the virtuous woman's worth. And that's what Solomon is trying to get us to understand. So we see... We see in uh, discussing the fact that she is exceedingly valuable. Her value is based on her virtue. A value is far above rubies. And then notice, lastly, that finding a virtuous mother is rare. Now we're going back to the first part of verse number 10, where Solomon poses this question, who can find a virtuous woman? Now Solomon is not saying that they don't exist. He's not saying that they don't exist. He's not saying, like, who can find a unicorn? Who can find a chupacabra? Okay, Who can find a Bigfoot? They don't exist. I'm sorry to burst your bubble if you believe in Bigfoot, but, you know, we've never caught a Bigfoot. Okay, So, come on. Solomon is not saying who can find a virtuous woman as though the virtuous woman does not exist. What he's saying is this, and I really believe this, and you can feel free to disagree and study your Bible and we can talk about it, but I really believe what he's saying is this. I want to find a virtuous woman. Can you help me find a virtuous woman? Because a virtuous woman is rare. Now, if anybody should know, and I won't get into this this morning, but Solomon should know, because how many wives did he have and how many women did he have as part of his entourage, okay? So, thousands, by the way, thousands. And so, Solomon is literally saying that, that I want to find such a woman as this. Can you help me find a woman like this? Because this type of woman is rare. You don't find this type of woman just anywhere. You don't, this, this is not like you line up a room full of women and you just randomly pick one and she is the virtuous mother. That's not how this works. Listen to this from the biblical illustrator. And the specific source's uh, reference is entitled, A Woman's Sermon to Women. And I could not find who penned this, but it is contained in the biblical illustrator. Listen to this. Devoted women, unselfish women, domesticated women are not too easily discovered. Where a woman's heart is true and her hands are gentle, where her voice is kind and her eyes far-seeing where she lives not to herself nor to the world but to the little circle whose happiness she makes or to the God who has chosen her lot there is the virtuous woman of whom the wise man spoke nothing so damps the ardor and joy of a man or his children as an incompetent faulty woman at the head of the household and nothing can be a greater source of strength than the woman who gives an impulse to all that is good and right and checks the evil by a significant look or a softly spoken word. Good women are wanted everywhere. And so, it's true, beloved. The virtuous mother is of utmost value. Her value is exceedingly valuable. She is exceedingly valuable. She is more valuable than the precious stones, the ruby. Next, we turn to our second expression uh, here of a mother's worth, as Solomon pins these words, and that is this. She exhibits and is engaged in virtuous character and conduct. 
She exhibits and is engaged in virtuous character and conduct. Now, we see this in verses 11 through 27 and also in verse number 30. So we got a lot of, we got a lot of plowing to do here, and I'm going to try to be quick about this. Solomon, in these verses, is describing the character and the conduct of the virtuous mother. And what he is doing is he is using an acrostic. With each verse, beginning with a consecutive letter of the Hebrew alphabet, right? And so he is describing how that this virtuous woman exhibits and is engaged in virtuous character and conduct. Now we're going to go through these, and uh, you notice the number of them. We're, we're up to ten, right? So there's ten, ten uh, character traits and conduct activities that the virtuous mother is involved in, and I want you to note these as we go through. And again, these are strictly mine. You can come up with your own as you read this. First of all, the virtuous woman is trustworthy. The virtuous mother is trustworthy. Look at verses 11 and 12 of Proverbs chapter number 31. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. The husband of the virtuous woman... And might I also add, by extension, the children of the virtuous mother do not worry about her going out and doing something that she should not be doing. She is trustworthy. The heart of her children and her husband safely trusts in her. They don't wonder where she's at at all hours of the night. They don't wonder how mom is going to come home, whether mom's going to be inebriated and not fit to take care of them. They safely trust in her. She will do them good and not evil all the days of her life. Notice, he said, Solomon says in verse number 11 here, so that he shall have no need of spoil. That means that the husband does not have to worry about the virtuous wife or the virtuous mother carrying out her duties, and, and she doesn't do it, and so now he's got to go out and hunt and find a spoil to take care of what the mother and the mom and the wife were supposed to do. What would you pay? We've talked about this through the years, and I think it's important to update these figures as the years go by. What would you pay to replace a virtuous mother's work? Well, I'll tell you what, you couldn't pay me anything because I'm not doing it, okay? I mean, unless I'm forced to that, uh, you know, by God's providence, okay? But the point being uh, that, you know, man, listen, uh, I respect and value the work of a mother. And I know that I cannot compare and I cannot provide what a virtuous mother provides of based upon her value. And I've given you some figures before, but listen to this. For 2022, insure.com, that's not E-N-S-U-R like the formula, but it's I-N-S-U-R-E, insure.com is basically a clearinghouse for insurance. You can go on there and find all sorts of different insurance. They deal with uh, uh, the major companies. Insure.com figures the wages for 18 particular functions that a mother performs. 18. And the estimated bottom level salary would be $126,725. That's price. But then I want you to think about salary.com. Salary.com did an annual mom salary survey last year in May of 2021. I don't have this year's figures. But anyone want to venture to guess what their salary figure was for all of the tasks and work that a mom performs? How about this? $184,820. 
listen man a, a mother is valuable she is of utmost worth she is of exceeding worth she is trustworthy the husband and the children don't have to wonder whether or not well are things going to be taken care of are we going to have what we need for the household to function she embraces that we're going to talk about that in a little bit and they trust in her she is first and foremost trustworthy she does what she's supposed to do and you don't have to worry about redoing it or doing it for the first time she's trustworthy secondly she has a solid work ethic and by the way as we go through these we're talking about mothers this morning i'll tell you what just replace mothers with fathers or men or how about this citizens (laughs) okay And, and all of these character traits and conduct that emanates from the character traits. You're going to find these are these are good for anybody. These are character traits and conduct that we should all be involved in. But notice the second character trait and conduct that she's involved in <coughs> and engaged in. She has a solid work ethic. She she has a solid work ethic. She is not lazy. Don't ever say this to a stay-at-home mom. So you don't work. Don't ever say that. Don't ever say that. She is not lazy. By the way, I'm not talking just to stay-at-home moms this morning. You understand that. But she is not lazy. The virtuous mother has a solid work ethic. Look at verse number 13. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. You don't have to force it on her. She doesn't complain and gripe about her making clothing for her family. And I realize that today, most women don't make clothing for the family. I'm not saying to be a virtuous mother, you have to make your family's clothing. I'm not saying that. But the principle, the idea is that she she does what she has to work-wise to provide what her children and her family needs. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. Notice verses 18 and 19. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. This again has to refer to her making clothing and and materials to cover with and so forth and so on. She works morning into night. She is not lazy. She has a solid work ethic. And then look at the last part of verse number 27. In the last part of verse number 27, we'll read the first part in a little bit, but notice, and eateth not the bread of idleness. She is not the woman who sits home all day playing video games or watching, I don't know, do people even watch soap operas anymore? Uh, you know, she's not doing that, eating bonbons or whatever else it is, or, or Mimi Levin's baked goods. Uh, by the way, buy them, just don't eat them. You know, you get what I'm saying. Uh, she's not lazy. She eateth not the bread of idleness. She doesn't sit around all day and contribute nothing to the household. She has a solid work ethic. Notice uh, here, uh, thirdly, that she is selfless. She is selfless and focused on the needs of her family and her children. Wow. Can you imagine where our society would be today if not just mothers, but people 
we're more selfless and focused on the needs of others, but we're talking about mothers today. In the description of virtuous mothers in Proverbs 31, she is felt selfless and focused on the needs of her family and her children. Look at verses 14 and 15. She is like the merchant ships. She bringeth her food from afar. She riseth also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maids. Now, in verse 14 where it says that she she's like the merchant ships. She bringeth her food from afar. Most commentators believe that that means that the items that she made and sold, they reached to the farthest ends. And by that, she was able to purchase goods from other places that she wasn't able to get in her own homeland. And so by her solid work ethic, she was able to purchase and get what her children and her household needed so that they would be provided for. Notice that she put her her family's needs and her children's needs above her own. Look at verse 21. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She She has provided for that. She has made sure that her family has what they need. She gets up early and she stays up late to make sure that she is focused on her family and her children. Man, again, listen, if this were true today, where would we be in society? Proverbs 14 and verse number 1 gives us an indication of what this virtuous mother is all about. In Proverbs 14 and verse number 1, Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. Every wise woman builds her house. So sad to see today so many families torn apart because... And again, we're speaking about mothers today. The same could be true about fathers and men, but we'll get that on Father's Day, okay? If, if they put their families and their children first. She is selfless, focused on the needs of family and children. Uh, fourthly, she manages the household. She manages the household. You say, well, she's not going to manage my household. I'm the head of the home. You're conflating two issues. You're conflating two issues. We're not talking about leadership in the home. We're talking about division of, 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 of effort in the home. And I'm going to say to you, without hesitation, that the woman is described as managing the household. She manages the household. Look at verse 16. She considereth the field and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hand she planteth a vineyard. Well, you know what? I'm not going to let any woman touch my money. Well, maybe it's not your money he's talking about. Maybe it's her money. <laughs> okay? Maybe maybe she's not going to let you touch her money. You get the point. There's a trust factor. She manages the household. She does. She says, hey, I need this. Give me this. And she's trustworthy. She goes out. She gets what she needs. She purchases that field. She considers it. And she buys it. And she plants a vineyard. And then notice... Verse 24. Verse 24. She maketh fine linen and selleth it and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. She does this in the management of the household to secure the funds that she needs for the operation of the household. And then look at verse 27. The first part. We said we'd read the first part uh, a few moments ago. Verse 27, the first part. She looketh well to the ways of her household. She's focused in on managing and guiding it. She she has the idea of being a householder, a management of affairs. And by the way, do you know that the word steward means to manage the household affairs? That she's a wise steward. First Timothy chapter five and verse number fourteen, Paul is describing to Timothy what 
what the roles in the marriage should be. In 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse number 14, Paul writes, I will therefore that the younger women marry, bear children, guide the house, give none occasion to the adversary to speak reproachfully. And when he says guide the house in the Greek, that means to manage the family affairs. That's what she's to do. Now, again, we're not talking about leadership. We're not talking about about what Paul wrote as far as division of leadership in the home uh, or headship as we know it to be. We're talking about the efforts in the management of the operation of an effective home. And by the way, there's a difference between leadership and management. You lead people, you manage things. And that's the difference. Okay. So now notice uh, here, fifthly, she is strong and tough. She's not a pushover. In verse number 17 it says, She girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. The allusion there is to, uh, in biblical days where folks would wear an outer garment and men when they were involved in labor, vigorous activity, and also women when they're working in the field, uh, or when you're getting ready to run and try to flee, what you would do is you'd take that outer garment and you would tuck it into your girdle. And then that way it wouldn't flow and hit the ground as you're trying to run or carry out your duties. You're able to freely work. And so here, she, the Bible says that she girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. This does not mean that she focuses workouts on her biceps and uh, she's got 19-inch pythons as her biceps. It's not talking about that. It's talking about that she is vigorous and she is strong. And then notice verse number 25. The Bible says, Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She is no pushover. You do not push over the virtuous mother. She will fight for her family. She will defend her family at all costs. She is like that bear that is robbed of her whelps. She will attack if is necessary to defend. And she is strong and tough. Notice as well, she is compassionate towards others. In verse number 20, the Bible says, She stretcheth out her hand to the poor, yea, she reaches forth her hands to the needy. She is not just focused on her own household. Now listen, ladies, it is important for you to to manage your household and be focused on the needs of your family and your children. But if that's all you're focused on, you're missing the mark. It has to it has to go further than your own family. She is compassionate towards others. She makes product and gives it away to help meet the needs of those that can't secure it. And so she is compassionate towards others. Notice she takes care of herself. Have you ever thought of that as it relates to the virtuous woman? That that one of the character traits in her conduct is that she takes care of herself. In verse number 22, here the Bible says, She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. So in her appearance, in her clothing. And yes, ladies, do not get mad at me, but in her health. She takes care of herself. How are you going to be able to take care of your family if you're not taking care of yourself. If you are if you are not giving maintenance to the goose that lays the golden eggs, then pretty soon the goose is going to die. So you got to take care of yourself. You got to sharpen the saw. You got to make sure that you're spending time looking to your own needs because that makes you more valuable in carrying out your responsibilities. Notice as well in verse number 23, she embraces her God-given role. She embraces her God-given role in verse 23. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She is a help to her husband. And her husband benefits greatly from this. 
Everyone sees this, including her children. In Proverbs chapter number 12 and verse number 4, we're not going to turn there, but in Proverbs 12 and verse number 4, the Bible says that a virtuous woman is a crown to her husband. If you go outside and you're wearing a crown, people are going to look at you and recognize you. Okay? And probably for the wrong reasons today. Okay? But, but, but the point is that she embraces a role in helping her. Her husband does not have to worry about what's going on at home. He can go to work and take care of his duties. I remember Zig Ziglar always used to say, you know, some people are so so pitiful in life and they're never able to accomplish anything because while they're at work, they're worrying about being at home. And when they're at home, they're worried about being at work. And you never get anything done. The virtuous mother takes care of her household and her, and her husband specifically benefits from that. He has a prominent role. He sits in the gates of the city and he is honored and respected and people honor and respect him because they honor and respect his wife. He's free to take care of his duties. Notice as well in verse number 26, her communication is seasoned with grace. Her communication is seasoned with grace. She openeth her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is the law of kindness. Colossians chapter 4 and verse number 6 reads, Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. And she knows that. Now, I would submit to you that her communication is seasoned with grace. And in verse number 26, she can only speak with wisdom and kindness. You know why? Because she possesses wisdom and kindness. She's a wise woman who is kind. Yes, you is kind. To quote a movie from a number of years ago. You is kind. You are able to communicate what you need to communicate and operate with wisdom, which is the right application of knowledge. And in her tongue, verse number 26 says, is the law of kindness. And then notice lastly in verse number 30. In verse number 30, she knows and loves the Lord. She knows and loves the Lord. The Bible says, Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fear, that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. She fears the Lord. She knows the Lord. She honors the Lord. She puts the Lord first in her life. She is like uh, Eunice and Lois in Timothy's life, uh, who taught him the Holy Scriptures that were able to make him wise unto salvation. She has a right testimony before her children. Her children know that she loves and knows the Lord, and she teaches her children about the Lord. She witnesses and is a testimony to her children. So, she exhibits and is engaged in virtuous character and conduct. And we move on quickly to a third expression of a mother's worth revealed in Proverbs chapter number 31. We see it in verse number 28. In verse number 28, she is esteemed. She is esteemed as valuable and virtuous. This means that her husband and her children recognize her value and they communicate it such that others recognize her value. Notice first that she is held in honor. Her children respect and reverence her. They are taught the scriptures because she knows and loves the Lord and so they know that they are to honor and reverence their mother. In fact, does not the script do not the scriptures in multiple places in both the Old Testament and the 10 commandments and then all the way into the New Testament do the scriptures not say honor thy father and mother. Honor and the word honor means to prize, to revere, and to hold in value. So she is held in honor. Look at verse 28. Her children arise up and call her blessed or blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. The word blessed there means happy and praiseworthy. Her children call her blessed. Now, she is held in honor. And notice, and 
we conclude with this thought, others hear of her honor. Children are eyewitnesses. So they are the most qualified to praise her and call her blessed. It is one thing to hear about a virtuous mother. It is another thing to experience it and live it. Her children are eyewitnesses to this. We ought to reverence and revere mothers. And we ought to make it known to others. I want to read to you a Facebook post. Um, and by the way, there are multitudes of, of, of these types of communications that you can find. I just want to share this with you. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try not to uh, blubber all over myself. Okay, so forgive me if I do. Um, that would be so unlike me. Uh, anyways, <clears throat> my mom did it all and she still does. Young mother, military wife, stay-at-home mom, boss lady of the house, where all my friends wanted to be. You'll never know all the sacrifices she's made. Heck, I'll never know them all. I know this, though. <clears throat> Once I caught her crying because I accidentally spent more than I intended on my hair, of all things, and of course it was a complete overreaction on my part. But while I was still on the phone with her, my phone pinged with a deposit into my PayPal account. As I recall, this is maybe the only time I've ever called her crying as an adult, so you can see it was a pretty big deal. And when the twins were born, she was here mopping my floors, doing my laundry, just about every weekend for the first several weeks. Even though she lived six hours away, When I'm having a rough day, she encourages me to count my blessings while also acknowledging that I'm in a hard stage of life. She doesn't always bail me out. She's let me go through the school of hard knocks and she's the first to talk some common sense into me even when I don't want to hear it. But she's also the first to be there for me when I need her. When you have a young mom, you do some growing up together. But if you're lucky like me, you end up with a mom who's one of your best friends. Her children rise up and call her blessed. What's the worth of a mom? What's a mother's worth? The impact on children, on families, on churches, on nations. God made no mistake when He formed the family. And He made a father and a mother and He gave them children. And where would we be without mothers? Oh, so valuable. A mother's word. We've looked today at Solomon's passage epic dealing with a mother's worth there are three expressions from this text that detail a mother's worth she's exceedingly valuable she exhibits and is engaged in virtuous character and conduct she is esteemed as valuable and virtuous mothers we honor you we love you we thank you a mother's worth let's pray